Hey, Chosen Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus. And stay tuned as this season, we are bringing you even more special guests. Plus, a brand new mini-series on Jesus, what he means to us, and the specific words he spoke while here on earth. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And and let's let's get this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. Welcome back for step. Wow. We just watched or watched. We listened to our blooper reel. We save every blooper. Y'all are probably like, wait, y'all edit this? No, no, we don't. But sometimes we get started. We have a little bit of trouble. That's true. I almost said season six. We're not quite there. Wait. Yes, girl. This are we is season, season six? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. It is. I wrote down the wrong season on my notes. We're in season six. I knew that. Crazy. But my brain was like. It's season five. It's episode six. You're season right. Season six. Episode, episode six. six. Like what? Ooh. It's crazy. Y'all yeah. have been with us for a really long time. Thank you. I mean, we've already talked about how it's nearly three years and we're almost 100 episodes, which is insane. I know. This is the 98th episode. How? Grows the Lord. It is Lord. I don't know why y'all want to listen to us. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, we're so appreciative. Thanks, clowns. <laughs> But, you know, the the amazing thing is just, like, the amount of growth that I know Sarah and I have experienced over the last um, three years. Girl, three months even. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> that That is the honest truth. And we hope that you all can look back, if you've been with us since the beginning, and not only see the growth from us, but also that you can look back on yourself as well and see the growth. And if you're just joining us, be kind to where you are right now. Yes. I was having this conversation with a friend that... Um, who's kind of been on, on their own like weight loss journey. And I was like, I sent an old picture and it was just a silly picture and it just made me smile. So I sent it to them. They're like, oh my gosh, my body. And I was like, no, be kind to that body because it gave you this one. And so I feel oh, the same way so about like your, like if you've grown mentally, spiritually, emotionally, be kind to the old you because without the old you, you wouldn't have where you are now. Amen. Yeah. It's all a part of the journey. Yes. That sounded really cheesy, but y'all know what I mean. <laughs> I follow just a lot of like different business pages and stuff, uh-huh. which can be kind of toxic sometimes because the hashtag hustle culture, uh-huh. hashtag no, no days off, no bad days. I'm like, no, I will be taking days off. Absolutely. I will be not intentionally, but there will be bad days. And that's okay. That's right. Because that's what makes the good days even better. But True. Going along with what you just said, this is not what we're talking mm-hmm. about today. This is just free. We're talking about the Gospel of Luke with the What He Said series. That's right. Um, but I loved this. It says, you will be unrecognizable if you do these things for 50 days. Of course, it says sleep seven plus hours. Y'all, get your sleep. Please, Liz, get your... Girl. <laughs> Y'all, I don't sleep, but sleep. it's okay. <laughs> A morning routine with mm-hmm. one hour, no distractions on your phone. Oh, one hour of no phone distraction. Wait, I'm supposed to get eight plus, seven plus hours and an hour of no distractions. Well, and I'm like, is that just getting ready without your, like just turning on some music and like not 
scroll like you oh, know okay. getting up making some coffee or tea like mm-hmm. just you know having that time moving your body mm-hmm. once a day reading 10 pages a day mm-hmm. um i love this and i don't have I, I say I don't have the time for this. We have time for what we make time for. But dedicating, it's saying one hour, but I would say any amount of time mm-hmm. to a new skill. Oh. I loved that one. I like that. Following a healthy diet, using mm-hmm. the word diet not as toxic dieting, but a healthy regimen mm-hmm. of food. And meditate or pray at least 10 minutes before going to bed. That's good. And then the last step, it says track your daily progress and how you feel in a journal. That's I just true. thought that was so helpful. Habit building. And, you know, I love lists like that because I feel like it gives us a good place to start. Yes. Um, and I know that also on the flip side, it can feel so daunting. Like, I don't know if I can make all those changes. Don't make them all at once. Pick new can one new habit a month. One. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Like, what if you just said, I'm going to spend 10 minutes in prayer. Like, that's all I'm doing. Like, I'm not multitasking. Like, I'm spending 10 minutes in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, who could you be on the other side of that? And that just said 50 days. Like, that's not even two months. That's a month and a half. Yeah. So. Yeah. But just imagine, I mean, if you started, if that was the first habit you started and you started this month. Yeah. Like, you would already nearly, I'm trying to think, how many days are we into this year? Like, 70-something. So, essentially, you'd be doing it for just under 300 days by the end of this year. Yes. Up to spending 10 minutes of prayer. Wow. Like, that's 3,000 minutes of prayer. Like, how could your life be different? Perspective. Just even reading. Like, when I think of reading 10 pages a day, Mm -hmm. think of the wisdom you can gain, not only from reading the Bible. And it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Mm -hmm. But even just reading other sources, other great books, Mm -hmm. and gaining that wisdom and knowledge and just having that in in your back pocket. It's true. I know. I love it. Anyway, y'all, it's part three of the What He Said series. We hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. I just, I know we've already talked about Annie of Downs, but like, I understand why she goes back through the Gospels as often as she does. Yes. There's so much wisdom and, you know, we we read them over and over and over again and it just gets better and better. It does. And I will never grow tired of, you know, like... Religion gets tiring. Mm-hmm. Jesus never gets tiring to me. Amen. And even Jesus said, are you tired and burn out on religion? Come to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so that's literally that in a scripture. Mm-hmm. Boom. Why do we make, why do we make Christ so much more complicated? I was listening to a book about this today. Yeah. It's called, we need to add this to our book list. It was by my guy, mm-hmm. Dr. Henry Cloud. That's right. If I ever met him, I'd be like, do you know how much I talk about you on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, who are you? <laughs> um, psychiatrist who wrote Boundaries. He has mm-hmm. the Boundaries podcast, Boundaries website. He also has like a streaming service called Boundaries.me that you can pay like a small fee, like monthly. It's like five bucks a month or something oh, like nice. that. And you get different seminars on like how to confront people and how to overcome envy and like all these different, like really useful things. Y'all, he uses scripture to back up every single bit of his data. Like it's, and we love it. It is wonderful. He is a true database of the Bible. Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone quote quote scripture like this man. But anyway, the secret things of God talking about why do we complicate things? Mm -hmm. 
one of the last chapters that I read today, um, and I can't lie, I listened to it while I was working. So y'all don't think, wow, she just has so much time to read. Y'all, I was like multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about guilt and how he had invited his neighbor friend to church, and she was like, I've got enough guilt on my own. I don't need to go to church and get more. And he talked about how sad that made him mm-hmm. and how Jesus' message, which we have seen here, and just even starting to read the first two Gospels today, we'll touch on the third Gospel of Luke. He clearly says, I have not come to condemn you, mm-hmm. but to give you life. Right. And so how have we as the church taken what Jesus wanted to create through Peter, building his church on the rock of Peter, like, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, hey, go, like, y'all go make disciples. Like, let's let's keep this thing going. And it still is going 2,000 years later. Right. So how did it translate to this place of guilt? And I think that that's just because of human nature Mm -hmm. getting in the way and us losing sight of who Jesus was, which is why, guys, it's so important that we study these gospels and get to know who Jesus is because we've said this before, we've referenced this before. We are just the receptionist showing patients to the doctor. Amen. That is our our only job. Yes. Yes, It is our only job. That's our only job. We can't, we can't heal. We can't fix. I mean, what a, what a, what a great honor. What a great job. It's like, have you ever, I do this all the time. I li- we literally just did this. I said, Liz, have you seen that TikTok about um, when Zachariah did, 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 you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just pulling up the video. I'm not doing it justice. So then I pull <laughs> up the video and show her. I feel like that is how us sharing the gospel should be. Yeah, We can give our own version of it, which I think that like flip side of that mm-hmm. is a great testimony and that's wonderful. But if we're not showing people Jesus, like let me just show you who he is. Yeah. Let me just show you what the word says. Yep. And we show them with our actions. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so much more effective. Amen. That's the truth. Yes. That's what he said. That's what he said. Well, let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's dive into Luke. Open up to Luke, everybody. Let's go. I wrote down that some themes mm-hmm. in this book are humility Justice, trust, faithfulness, and being all in. I love that. With Jesus. What does it look like to be all in with Jesus? I think we're going to get to that Mm -hmm. in, uh, let's see, that would be chapter nine. Yeah, you're right. So should we just save it for then? Let's just save it for then. Okay, girl, start off with, with... the first chapter you got, the first the first passage or the first theme that you've got. Okay, so chapters one through three, we're learning about um, how Jesus got here, a.k.a. his birth. Um, <laughs> why am I the weirdest person? <laughs> You're not. How he got here, the birthing. Um, <laughs> man, we need to edit that out. But anyway, first word spoken by Jesus Um, that are in red Mm -hmm. are in chapter four. So -hmm. that's where we're going to be starting out. And he is being tempted by Satan. Yeah. And what does he combat it with, girl? Scripture. So why is it important for us to know the word? What better way? What the word, the word is a sword. The word is a sword. If you go back into Ephesians six, which is one of my favorite passages, it talks about the armor of God. Um, 
the the word of God is a sword. That is the weapon that we can fight with. Not your own, not your skill, not your thoughts, not your philosophies, mm-hmm. but literally the very words of God. Yes. I think that it's crucial that we know the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, this is my truth and this is your truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that our perspectives and what we experience in life could be called that. Like, mm-hmm. If you and I have an argument, then I see it one way, and that's my truth. Right. And you see it your way, and that's your truth. But in the, at the end of the day, there's the truth of what right. happened. And that's, you know, that's where the word truth can get really tossed around and kind of manipulated. Yeah. But the word of God and the gospel and just the foundation of our faith is the truth. Absolutely. So... Jesus is going back and forth with Satan, or Satan's trying to go back and forth with Jesus. It says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being mm-hmm. tempted by the devil. Um, he ate nothing during these days, and when they were ended, he was hungry, because he was a person, yeah. and he was very hungry. So it's not that he just got some kind of like get-out-of-jail-free card. Like He was tempted, and he was hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil said to him, if you're the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, man should not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And in a moment of time and said to him, to you, I'll give all of this and their authority and glory for mm-hmm. it's been delivered to me. And like Jesus, really, hey, thank you are like, that. That is the, the real heck, question. Man? It reminds me so much of the garden. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what a liar. Mm -hmm. So he's combating these lies with the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. Hot take just for us to think about, and I've never really thought about this, and I can't believe I'm saying it out loud right now just as I'm thinking about it, but it's the real deal, y'all. It says he was led by the Spirit, capital S, Spirit, so Spirit of God, into the wilderness, Mm -hmm. being tempted by the devil. That's where God led him. Yeah. In that moment. And do I 1000% believe that God is good and God has good for us? Mm -hmm. Yes. But he was led here. And so I don't know if anybody's ever been tempted or been given a situation that they do not know how to handle. And you're just like, God, why did you do this? We are equipped with scripture to combat lies, to combat temptation. Mm -hmm. Like. And Jesus was our perfect example in this. If if he hadn't if he hadn't been tempted, if he hadn't lived this, mm-hmm. you know, I I have no doubt that the Lord would have that it would have happened one way or another, because Jesus being fully man, fully God, he has lived through every pain and every experience that we have and will ever have. Yeah, and we have been tempted, mm-hmm. and we will continue to be tempted. Yes. And so I think that this is just a beautiful example of how we are called to respond in through to temptation. Yes. I think even temptation and like people think of temptation as like a temptation to do a particular sin, mm-hmm. like lust or steal or be jealous or envious or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But Satan was tempting him with things like <laughs> Authority, authority, and power. And power. Yes, control. Yeah, and God had, or Jesus had to know who He was mm-hmm. and what the Word said. Yeah, going back to what the Word says, skipping down a little bit. 
I love this so much. So Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. It's on the Sabbath day. He gets up, and this is Luke 4.18, and he reads this uh, Isaiah scroll Mm -hmm. that the prophet prophet Isaiah wrote. Then, y'all, Jesus done rolled up the scroll. He gives it back to the scroll attendant, and he sits down, and then he says to them, today, this very scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Like, he's just like, what I just read, yep, I just did that. Like, that was about me. That is insane. Yes. <laughs> so he literally just fulfilled the prophecy in real time. Like, yep. just right. Like, drop the mic, Jesus. Like, Can you imagine being there? No. But but also the same. Jaws on the floor. Just Exactly. <laughs> People are like, but no. Mary like, be like, that's no. my child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. That's my boy. That's my son. Anyway. That's so precious well, to think about. Like, I just think, you know just kind of going back to the validity of the Bible, how many prophecies were fulfilled like there. Yes. It is unbelievable how many Old Testament like prophecies were written that came to pass. Like nobody has that much consistency Mm -hmm. in guessing. True. I know it's not a guess. Mm -hmm. It's a vision or, you know, a revelation of Mm -hmm. a prophecy. But let's just call it a guess, not to be disrespectful. No one is on point with such detail mm-hmm. as the prophecies that are in the Old Testament that came to pass in the New Testament. Just the the insurmountable number of cross-references yes. in the word alone. Like there's a reason why it is it is such a revered and, and tested and tried book. Yes. I mean, and it, you know, sometimes I was watching a documentary series that kind of went into some of the Old Testament things and New Testament about the validity of things, but so much can be said for how much of our culture is based on focused around um, Jesus. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. that the way we number years changed, like we collectively his as existence. an entire world, every time we look at the date, sure do. Beautiful. Um. Okay. Healing on the Sabbath, chapter six. Yeah. Girl, what'd you find? Girl, hold on. Let me get there. Sorry we skipped chapter five, y'all. We're just, again, these are just our highlights. It's the highlight reel. It is the highlight reel. Um, So, basically, on the Sabbath, Jesus is going through the grain fields with his disciples. Mm -hmm. And he ends up, like, plucking and eating some of the heads of grain. Um, And the Pharisees were with him. And they say, what are you doing? It is not lawful to do that on the Sabbath. Or what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And basically the next words in red, like Jesus is making a point. He says, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? Mm -hmm. He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat and also gave it to those with him. And he said, then he says, the son of man, talking about himself, Mm -hmm. is the Lord of the Sabbath. But I'm like, you know, this is like the second time. And he goes on to say, like, there's in the next few chapters, there's a man with a withered hand. Mm -hmm. And he he asked the Pharisees, he says, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save a life or destroy it? And looking around at them, he said to him, stretch out your hand. 
to the mm-hmm. man with the withered hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored. Right. That that section ends, chapter 11, but they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. Yeah. So because of rules, yep. because they're like, no, this is the Sabbath. I can't think of how many times I think, oh, you can't, like, thank God I wasn't raised in a church like this. But friends of mine have told me stories about, oh, you can't come to church because you're not wearing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I'm like, so you mean to tell me that you are not going to share the gospel with me because of what I'm wearing? Like, that's just one small example. Mm-hmm. Um. Missing the forest for the trees. It is. It's. I, I'm trying to think of an eloquent way to to put it, but it it all just comes down to why why are we doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. and who is it for? Mm-hmm. If you can't answer why for why you're doing what you're doing or who it's for, there's a major problem, and it's we have to be mindful. Um, about our great commission, yes. you know, going forth, making disciples, and how we go about that. We've been equipped with everything that we need. And we knowing the truth of the, of the word of God, which we're studying right now, I mean, there's no way that you can go forth and do that while expecting everyone to subscribe to, to your rules or um, to, you know, to a call that they haven't even, they're not even aware of. Yes. It's like, it's, I just think that it's so important as we as we move forward and we answer that call that we've all been called to, that we always have a consistent heart check. Yes. And I'm not saying that, you know, that rules are dumb or like religion or I'm not I'm not making any comments Absolutely. on that. But understanding where we are and how it influence and like and where we're at in the current moment and how it influences our actions is such a great tool. Yes. And in the Pharisees' defense. They were coming from the law. Mm-hmm. That's all they knew. We're a ton of laws. Mm-hmm. But we have no excuse. Yeah. As True. We see Jesus' example, and he's constantly breaking the status quo mm-hmm. of what they thought was God. Yeah. Um, going down, like, always just, I've written so many times when we're studying this, always the opposite. Mm-hmm. His kingdom functions in opposites. Like the Beatitudes are next. Blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are those who are hungry. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who weep when people hate you. Rejoice in like rejoice in the day for your great reward is in heaven. You know all these things like that. And then like the big one for me is loving your enemies. Yes. Like, you know, he mm-hmm. says this is such a great point that I've never really thought about. In verse thirty-two, it says, "If you love those who love you." What benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Like, that's easy yeah, that's to love easy. people who love you. Mm-hmm. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good mm-hmm. and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you'll be the sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. It's hard. Yeah, girl. Um, he goes into judging, kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. the opposite life. 
he goes into a tree and it's fruit. Yeah. Oh, tell this one. I love this one. Okay. I'm just going to read it. Go ahead. Like it's what he said. Luke six forty three, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. Each tree is known by its fruit. Yep. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor grapes picked from a bramble bush. Is that where ba- brambleberry crisp comes from? It is with brambleberries. I did not know that that was a berry. It's okay until right now. <laughs> Thank you, Jennies, for making the best ice cream ever. That's right. Uh, the <laughs> the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, mm-hmm. and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, that's mm-hmm. right. And then he ends this chapter by talking about what is your house built on? Hopefully, the rock. I know, girl. There was this old. Um, which y'all know if y'all been listening that. I was raised on, like, Southern gospel, you know, style music. That's just what my, especially my dad, absolutely loved. Um, And so there was an old song, like, do you remember, like, um, my house, like, was built on the rock? Oh, yeah, girl. Yes. And I'm like, man, I was like, I I love that song because it was just kind of like a groovy kind of mood. And now I look back and I'm like, that is the song. Like, where is your house built? Yeah. And because, I don't know about you, but I hate being disappointed. It's a horrible feeling. It is. It really is. And it it doesn't just have, like, a momentary, you know, here's just a moment of sadness. But it Mm -hmm. impacts how you see things going forward. It does. And your perceptions of people and, like, places and things. Like, I don't go back to a particular restaurant because all my friends got food poison in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you build your house on the rock of the Lord... You will never be disappointed. Well, you're going to have a steady foundation. It is. It is a steady foundation. And the thing is, is that when I say you'll never be disappointed, doesn't mean that bad things won't happen or things will always go exactly how you want them to. But because it's built on the foundation of God, even when things don't happen the way that we hope and plan, mm-hmm. we have our we have that foundation to still uphold that says at the end of the day, my God is sovereign. Yes, he is. He is above all. He is bound by nothing. He is completely in control, and I know that he still loves me. And y'all, that right there is just straight up trust. It is. That's what faith is. Yes. It is. And, you know, there there are times, I know for sure, that in my life where I had to realize that, oh, well, I, I say that I'm trusting God, but I don't really mean that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But here we for are. For me as well. I mean, well... If if you haven't been there, once again, y'all just keep on living. Well, you know, me and Liz have been talking about like some real questions that we have with our faith that maybe one day we'll open up and share with you. And we've always said this, but God welcomes our questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's so crucial to make sure your foundation is there. Mm-hmm. And the, the asking of these questions and the going to God for these questions and trusting His Holy Spirit for these questions, I feel like just builds these beautiful walls on this foundation. Like I told Liz, I said, you know, we talk about asking questions all the time on the podcast and how it's so good and how God is not afraid of our questions. Mm -hmm. So why do I feel disrespectful when I have questions? Yeah. And I think that it's because sometimes they, they aren't pretty. It's not the pretty, like, and if not, he is still good. That's hanging on a tapestry Mm -hmm. in your house or whatever, which I completely believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
It's just, but it's just not that textbook Christian yeah. behavior, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think also like especially this is what I love about us going through this series, and in, in not being afraid to ask those hard questions. Um, and I think it's a cultural thing that we're kind of, if you ask questions, are you admitting that you don't know about something mm. you believe? Um, if you ask questions, does that mean that you're questioning the authority of God? Just like if you're asking questions to your parents, sometimes they may perceive that as you questioning their authority mm-hmm. um, when you're seeking understanding. And the reality is, is that our, our God welcomes those. Yes, he does. He longs to, he longs to be close to us and to you know, we get to know each other by asking questions. Yes. We know each other deeper by asking tougher questions. Liz instantly can connect with someone through one question. <laughs> and it's a gift. Thank you. And it it doesn't have to be a deep question, but then that opens the door mm-hmm. for those deeper questions. And that's what community and relationship is. It is. And God loves, he longs for that with us. Yes, he, he does. The invitation is always open. And for those of you, I'll just share this as it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But if you are an introvert out there, I am a hybrid personally. <laughs> and if you don't know what to ask people when you have to go into a room of people and you're like, I'm not sure if I want to be here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One, never question like your your value in those spaces. That's right. Because you never know when that might be a moment that the Lord's going to use you. And I say this specifically to our introverts. You can use this question that I'm going to give you if you're an extrovert too. But my favorite question to ask people um, to kind of get people started, what's your favorite doorknob? Everyone has a favorite doorknob. Everyone has a favorite doorknob. There, It's an unexpected an- question, but it always starts a conversation and, you know, many of these questions that started out with, what's your favorite doorknob, ended up being about Jesus. And I would have never thought. Love that. I've got another one that came up in conversation <gasps> I thought yes. of you today. I, have, I can't believe I didn't tell you about this earlier. What's your favorite chapstick? Oh, that's a great one. Chapstick is important to everyone. Yes. Because then that opens the question of, what chapstick did not work for you? Mm-hmm. And why? See, there's so many opportunities. If we were just simply willing to take, and it comes back to the faith part, and I know we'll get back on topic, but it's, this you know. This is important. It comes, <laughs> you know, I'll loop it in right here. We'll be known by our fruit. Yes. Doorknobs and chapstick. Doorknobs and chapstick. But sometimes it's just being that person that you know that someone, regardless of who they are, where they are in their life, regardless if, if they are believe in Christianity or if they don't, Having being an open person that they can come to, yes. that doesn't mean that you have to forsake your your values, your boundaries, you know, your beliefs or anything, but just being accessible because yes. we serve a God who is so accessible. Yes, he is. And That's we can reflect all. that. Yes. Showing that we're intentionally there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It means more than you know. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. Let's go. Okay, so starts out with the parable of sower. Mm-hmm. We could literally have a whole podcast on that, but we're I think not we going did to. once upon a time. I think that we did as well. And then Jesus does explain the purpose of parables, and it's so that people can understand. He's try going back to the doorknobs mm-hmm. and the chapstick. Yep. He wants people to be able to understand what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. We love an analogy. We do. And Jesus knows. Mm-hmm. He knew I was going to be an English major, and he knew that I would love an analogy. And he did that just for me. Yes. <laughs> Refused to believe nothing else. <laughs> um, I love 
the lamp under a jar section. I didn't write that down for us to touch over, oh, but I'm so seeing good. it now. Hide it under a bushel. No, no. I'm going to let it shine. Seriously, like, why are you hiding a good thing? Mm-hmm. And if you are, why? Fear. It's a, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I got in your business. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now that it, that's why. Fear. Yes. Or pride. It's just like if you had, I mean, we've all had things that we can't wait to tell Mm -hmm. people about how it made our lives easier or Mm -hmm. happier, more joyful. We're not afraid to share those. Yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. And the best way to share that is in how we live in your own experience. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So in this chapter, he does a lot. He calms the storm. Mm-hmm. He heals a man with a demon inside mm-hmm. of him. He heals the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to touch on something around verse 19. Um, and someone says to Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. He answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's saying here that family does not matter. Right. I think he's actually saying the opposite here. Mm-hmm. That as God wrapped in flesh, that you are a part of my family. Mm-hmm. If you hear me and obey what I say. Mm-hmm. And I think for anyone transitioning into their adult life, realizing that God's opinion of you is more important than any other opinion in your life. Talking about that fear, Liz. Yes. yes. I think that's what Jesus is talking about right here. Mm-hmm. Like when we talked about that a few weeks ago, I gave that example of me closing the Smithville store. Like, okay, mm-hmm. whose opinion is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know what's best for you and I'm telling you what's best for you right now and you're not going to do it. There is nothing worse in life, in life than giving advice to someone that has asked you for advice. And you know it's sound advice, and they don't do it. They're just going to have to learn for themselves. Yep. I don't mean that pridefully. Anyway. We've all been there. Uh, girl, I On have the given or the I receiving. Been, yep, I've been both. I have been both. Okay. Um, I guess, do you have anything on the woman with the issue of blood? Or you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, girl. Chapter 9? Chapter 9. Y'all are probably like, I didn't know this was a Bible study. Well, welcome. There's so much. There's there's so much that we could study out of these books. You're here. Yes. So in chapter nine, um, Jesus is sending out the twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, he feeds the five thousand. And I think that there's a really cool part in chapter eight or in verse 18. Jesus is praying alone and the disciples were with him. That's confusing. Anyway, he was alone with the disciples. And he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, but others say Elijah, and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. But then he said to them, mm-hmm. who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in for a second. Jesus knew, because he was fully God, right, that our relationship with him was not based on anyone else but ourselves and him. Mm-hmm. It is a personal relationship. Yeah. And he does not care what 
we think someone else says he is. Mm-hmm. Who do we think he is? Because it, at the, here's the reality. Regardless of what anybody says or thinks, if, they, if, they're, if their opinion is different, and I think of the example of if you've ever had somebody come up to you and say some not-so-nice things about someone that you do appreciate and that you're friends with or you're close with or really respect, did that person change your opinions about that person? Did that other person influence mm-hmm. that? Or, you know, where were, how did that, how, where did you go from there? And I know that we had briefly talked, I think we either here or maybe in our other Bible study, we talked a little bit about gossiping and that it comes back from the attention yes. part of it. But if in your heart, if you know who this person is and you know their character, it is much harder to waver yeah. your opinion of them. Mm-hmm, so so, it, so when God is asking, you know, who do they say I am? Well, who do you think I am? Right. It's a reflection part. It's just like if you had to describe your your favorite person or your you know a spouse or you know, a significant other, a, a best friend, a mother, a child, who do you say they are? Right. And how hard would it be for me to convince you otherwise? Very hard. That's good. That's a word, Grizzle. Um, interesting how Jesus foretold his death and they everyone still found it as a shock. <laughs> He's I like, should, I done told y'all. I shouldn't be laughing. I would but be that's, back. But we're, girl, we're not surprised. How many times does the Lord tell us stuff now? I, I mean, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Around like a fire. This is verse 21, 22. He says, and he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day, he will be raised. And they're probably just like, okay. Like, <laughs> do they just not listen? I, I don't know. I don't know. And, but, but you and I are having this conversation and here's the reality. The more and more I, I read the word, the more I realize that we are the same people. Like oh, just our hearts have not changed. Yes. Our thinking has not changed. We are dumb. Girl, I let me tell you. I'm okay with. I'm humble. I'll say I'm dumb. Same. I'm like I need every time when we when we're singing that bridge two or three times. Honestly, I need it because the first few times I was focused on something else and I just need to hear it again. But there, that's that's just what it comes back to. It's yes. like they were they were point blank told, but they, I feel like either we're lacking the cultural under not just the cultural understanding, just the understanding period, because of it, we were viewing it through the context of what had happened. That's and so where true. we were in the moment. Like, it's like, easy for oh, us that's now. That's what he meant by that. Yes, yeah. to look back and be like, oh. But, you know, it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, they probably were. She's like, cool. All right. They're like, <laughs> let's eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there were so many, there are also so many parables are so common back then. It's easy that assumptions could have been made. For sure. That this parable isn't pertaining to the literal body of Christ. It's a temple. Oh, that's so true, too. Yeah. Um. He immediately goes up into taking up your cross. That term always confused me when I was a child. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought, what does that mean? Yeah. So if it, uh, when I say child, I'm talking about a teenager. Yeah. Like earlier in my adult life. So like if you're a full grown adult and you're like, I have no clue what this means. You're not alone, girly. Nope. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn together. So Liz, how would you define the very famous verse, Luke nine twenty three? And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. 
It is to to put death to your flesh. Daily. I couldn't have said it better. That's and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. To pick up your cross and to carry it is no. It's not an easy burden. I know we just talked about, you know, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Um, it requires so it requires a true discipline, a true relationship. Yeah. A true understanding um, and reverence for who God is. Yes. To put your flesh, to put your flesh to death every single day. Yes. I, I would be a better person if I, let me be real. If I Go put ahead. my flesh to death every single day, I don't. I no, should. I don't either. I definitely should, but but we don't intentionally. Yes, we you know you always we always have good intentions. Yes, but what would happen to this world if every believer on the face of this planet put to death their flesh, focused only on what we've been called to by the Lord? That's good. Only on the truth of His Word. Well, Jesus is always pointing to something deeper. Mm-hmm. He's not doing this because He's mean and He doesn't like us. Mm-mm. Like you need to put to death your flesh. Like, no. He says next, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but forfeits himself? That's it. Loses his soul. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that opposite life, like Mm -hmm. the first will be last, the last will be first. To find your life, lose it, to Mm -hmm. lose your Like, you know what I mean? I do. All of that leads to a deeper meaning of existence Mm -hmm. than surface level. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like living only inwardly thinking of ourselves mm-hmm. will lead to that. Yeah, you're right. Man. Uh, fun fact, he foretells his death again <laughs> in this chapter. Of course. But moving on to chapter 10, mm-hmm. um, probably one of my favorite stories about the disciples because we see a little bit like, okay, first of all, he sends them out, like he talks about how the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. This is written a couple of times in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And the uh, 72 new disciples come back, and they are returning with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. <laughs> Jesus goes Medea on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he says to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Like, y'all are nobody. Like, Mm -hmm. good job. But no. Humble yourself. Humbled real quick. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you see Satan fall from heaven? He said, pipe down. (laughs) I think that immediately, the 72, they say even the demons are subject to us. Mm-hmm. And they did say in your name. Mm-hmm. They did say in your name. Right. So I'll give them half credit. True. I, I can't remember what book it's in, but they, they go and they're trying to cast out demons. And they say, like, in the like in the God of Paul. And, of course, the, the demons literally beat them up. <laughs> and they come back and they're just like, what happened? And they're like... What little like you couldn't even say of your own faith, of faith in the God of Paul. Like it's just like a hole in the tree on the log and the frog. Yes. You know, it's just and the green grass grows on ex- the ground. On the ground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this comes back to that. Like my friend's friend. Yes. Boyfriend. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. New twist on the news on the Good Samaritan. Let's do it. 
Okay. When I was a child, mm-hmm. I thought that a Samaritan was a person that did good deeds. That is not true. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a Samaritan. It's yes. like helping others with the canned food drop. Like, no. Not, I mean, Samaritan's purse, like, I can see culturally. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Samaria mm-hmm. where Samaritans are from. Yep. And the Jews and the Samaritans were not friends. Mm-hmm. They did not like each other. That's correct. They disagreed. And so Jesus is telling this story, giving an example. Um, a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, and he gives the the law to inter- eternal life, and he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and with your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he said... Um, you have answered this correctly. Do this and you will live. Jesus says that back to him. And he says, but he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jesus about to tell him. So Jesus is telling a story about how this man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Mm-hmm. And he fell at, among some robbers. Right. And he basically was stripped, beaten, like left half for dead. And a priest was going down the road. And when he sees him, he passes by on the other side of the road. Yes. Okay. Mm. It says, likewise, a Levite, also assuming not a Jew, a Gentile. Actually, no. A Levite was one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Probably a Jew. Yes. Def- the Le- so the Levites was, were definitely Jews, but they were actually charged with essentially being like the priests okay. of Thank you. Israel. Perfect. So another religious person. Mm-hmm. Came to the place, saw him, passed by on the other side. All these people walking on the other side of the road. Yeah, so even if that person wasn't a priest, like that tribe was tasked with knowing the word as well as possible. I'm so glad that you knew that. Yeah, girl, I'm telling you, reading the Bible in a year, it'll do it. Yes, girl. But a Samaritan, Mm -hmm. okay, so not a friend, Mm -hmm. an enemy, if you will. As he journeyed, came to where he was and saw him, and he had compassion. Mm. He went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him up on his very, like, on his own animal. Mm -hmm. So it would be like giving him your car Mm -hmm. and the keys and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii. Um, That was a day's wage. Mm -hmm. So... Two days of work. I don't know how much I'll get yeah. paid for the hour, but just imagine giving away two days. Mm-hmm. Probably don't get paid enough. That's another short. Yep. And gave them to an innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to a neighbor, to be a neighbor to the man who fell ro- among the robbers? He said, the one mm-hmm. who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Yeah. Okay. I completely understand that there are people on the side of the road who take advantage of us. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman, please stay safe. Yes. I told Hunter, I said, if I were a man, (laughs) I can't imagine just not being afraid in a parking lot. Like, can you, (laughs) can you even, (laughs) I see it in my personal life because it is not uncommon that I'll be talking to either one of my brothers and be like, Oh yeah, I gave this person a ride. I just picked them up on the road and gave gave them a ride. And I love that they have the heart and they're so kind to do that. They don't have to worry, you know, about safety things, but there are other ways that we can be kind to people. It's not just picking people up on the side of the road. Sometimes that's you being kind to the person that everyone else in the office is talk smack behind their back. Yes. Or sometimes that's that person that you haven't always gotten along, but showing kindness 
over, you know, showing more kindness to them. Where is there injustice in your world, mm. in your everyday world that you're overlooking, Girl. that you're walking on the other side of the road? Not a preach. I'm going to take it one step deeper, and I know that we're, like, really over on time, but here we are. Um, the Samaritan was frowned upon by mm-hmm. society of religious people mm-hmm. just because he was from somewhere else, just because he was different, mm-hmm. just because he didn't believe the same way mm-hmm. gentile. as a Jew, a Gentile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 2022, can we think of some people who don't believe the same way that we mm-hmm. do? who are frowned upon by the Christian community, you who are a quote-unquote enemy to the Christian community. And imagine Jesus, think, think of whatever sin that you're thinking about right now, and Jesus saying, they showed more compassion than a religious person, than yeah. someone at your own church. Let's bring it back. We'll be known by our fruits. Thank you. Okay, I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah. Um, chapter 11 goes into the Lord's Prayer. I love how mm-hmm. there's another account of God teach Jesus teaching us how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 12, just grazing over the do not be anxious about anything mm-hmm. verse. We love to see it. We do love to see it. In we multiple need, gospels. We need reminding every day. Um. Jesus is always pointing to a deeper existence. Every single time. And that's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. One of the things. Um, wanted to make a very quick but cool point about Luke chapter 13. Mm-hmm. It's the parable of a barren fig tree. Girl, this is so good. If you have trouble with boundaries or with saying no to people or with wondering when you should, quote unquote, maybe give up on a situation. Mm-hmm. There's this man, this is a parable that Jesus is this is talking about. And he has a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he comes looking for fruit on it mm-hmm. every season. He found none. So he says to the vine dresser, look, for three years now, I've come seeking fruit and I can't find any every mm-hmm. year. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? Why should it use up space mm-hmm. in the vineyard? That's yep. Sarah adding to that. Then he answered them, sir, let it alone this year. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, dig around it, put some fertilizer on it. Then if it should bear fruit next year, we're all well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Yep. What is taking up space in mm-hmm. your mind, mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. that is not producing any fruit that you need to cut down? Yeah. This could be bad habits. This could be toxic people. This could be bad patterns or, I mean things you're watching, listening to, whatever, Mm -hmm. not to be like Sunday School Sally over here. But it is. What's what's making it barren in your life? Yeah. Just taking up, so much stuff takes up space. Mm -hmm. Occupies, occupies our brain space. Living in there rent-free and it's producing no fruit. Yeah. Um, Let's end with chapter 15, talking about lost stuff. Yes. Yes. Felicia's number one fear. It sure is. Absolutely. <laughs> we see lots of lost things in this chapter. Mm-hmm. We see the lost sheep parable, mm-hmm. the lost coin, and the prodigal son. I, oh, my goodness. Please go back and read Luke 15, especially if you're a person like me who has a fear of being lost. Um, because I think even 
going deep into my own fears, it's not just the fact of being lost, but if you're an Enneagram person, I'm a two. And it's the fact, the idea that no one may come looking for me. Mm. Well, guess who he's reading this to? I just noticed this. Yeah. I have chills. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not mm-hmm. leave the ninety-nine in the open country mm-hmm. and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? Mm-hmm. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And what I think of is the gossip that can go on in Christian circles Mm. when someone that you know is not living, quote-unquote, right Mm -hmm. or righteous joins your Bible study or goes to church or shows up in Sunday school Mm -hmm. or whatever, there should be rejoicing. I think of criticism that Christians get. Oh, she, I saw where she was eating out with that girl on Instagram. Have you heard what she did? Praise God that they're hanging out. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you are? Okay, girl, step on the toes. Same with same story with a lost coin. Yep. Like if you lost money, you go find it. It's valuable. Mm-hmm. People are valuable. That's what it really is. Wow. I mean, we are so unworthy of the value that the Lord has placed upon us. Yes. We are unworthy and who in knowing the value that he has placed on every single one of us. Who are we to deem someone invaluable? Like they're not invaluable, un, that they have no value. Right. Or that they are less valuable. Right. It makes me think of the, pro- like the next story of the prodigal son, how, you know, when we're the son and we're being mercifully embraced with open arms by the mm-hmm. father, that we don't deserve the fatted calf. We don't deserve the celebration mm-hmm. coming home. We don't deserve the robe and the signet ring and all of that. We don't deserve any of that. Mm-hmm. How many times, like when we're, when we're the son, we're so grateful. Mm-hmm. But when it's someone else, we're the brother. Yeah. Saying, that's not fair. I've been here this whole time. Yeah. So that tells me, where is our heart? Took the words out of my mouth. We got to have a heart check. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luke 15 does go on for nine more chapters. I mean, Luke, <laughs> the book of Luke. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't make any sense. The book of Luke has nine more chapters, and it talks about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But um, his words in red, we pretty much highlighted those. There's a few more chapters that go over some things, but we have run out of time today. So we will go to John next week. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll tag team John. And just like that, bam, we hit the Gospels. But we hope that, I mean, there's still some... Um, Several weeks before, I think maybe four weeks, five weeks before we get to Easter. It's four Sundays. Oh my gosh, four Sundays before we get to Easter. So I just encourage you, it's not too late to pick one of these Gospels and to read your way through it. Yes. There's so much wisdom. There's so much um, knowledge and just understanding. 
and perspective that is waiting for you within these books and these chapters. Um, I I just can't encourage it enough. Amen, girl. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited about John, the disciple that was Jesus's favorite, as he calls himself. (laughs) That's right. So (laughs) that right there tells you it's going to be good. It's going to be good. (laughs) But guys, we hope y'all have a great week. If you haven't already, check out our spring merch. It's kind of cute. It's real cute. It is. If we do say so ourselves, we worked very hard on it and we hope you love it. We appreciate all of you for listening and we love y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.